welcome back, everybody. Whoa. Big Whoa, that was, that was a show Intense. right there. I know this, this episode three slash four of the season. We're, we're just going to cover Monday night's episode tonight. We'll be back tomorrow to cover the carnage. I feel like it's a, Tuesday you know, night. it's a good season when there's a two-parter on episode three. This early on. It shows you, I mean, this this really could have been the most dramatic episode ever. No. And I don't think they actually even <laughs> played that card. And yet here we are. Man, blood. There, We said last week there would be blood. <laughs> there was. There's going to be more blood tomorrow, everybody. All right, well, where do we want to start? I mean, there was a date at the beginning, but... Man, who cares? Also, oh, go ahead. You were going to say Well, something. I was just going to say, I mean, we. I had a friend text and ask if uh, anyone has ever actually been physically hurt on the show. And something that I've said um, before is that I, while I almost always watch The Bachelor very closely, I am not usually as interested in The Bachelorette uh, just because, I don't know, I feel like it's not ever as exciting uh, but I don't, th- like, I think that usually, and this is what I said, usually there's a lot of shit talking, but the, the level of, like, physicality that it's come to in this season is, to me, a little unusual. It seems unprecedented. I mean, we need to get our statisticians on that, like the research arm yeah. of here for the wrong reasons can crunch some numbers and see if we're being factually correct. Um, but yeah, it seems like this is really kind of unprecedented. It's taking the show in an uh, exciting, roid-ragey new direction mm-hmm. for them. Um, well, let's, let's start at the beginning. I imagine we're going to kind of blow through Chase's yoga date. Yeah, this, um, is a, this episode will be about Chase. Yes, as, right. <laughs> I will say a couple stray observations before we get to that. So they had establishing shots of how messy the house was. And it looked like someone had toilet papered the house. Yeah, we missed that last week. Somebody, uh, JoJo and someone, they TP'd the house. Oh, wait, JoJo did that? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yes. Who who else, Harrison? Despite closely watching the episode, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I'll have to look it up. Folks, we are watching this very carefully (laughs) for your benefit. We're not missing. Nothing slides past us except apparently... Jojo teepeeing the house or rolled the pigeon. But you're right. I mean, the house was a pigsty. Right. But that, I mean, I understand it's going to be messy, especially when Chad is going around eating turkey legs left and right and leaving the bones everywhere. Whole sweet potatoes. (laughs) Whole sweet potatoes. I think he eats like an anaconda. Like, I would imagine him like eating a whole pig (laughs) and just digesting it slowly. But yeah, whole sweet potatoes. We saw that tonight. Just and uncooked, it appeared. I don't know where he got it. Well, let's dig into the date. Sure. So when we start, I mean, obviously it goes without saying, but I'll say it. The guys are pissed off that Chad is still in the house. Um, There's a one-on-one date that Chase gets. They're doing like some sort of hot yoga, but it's also kind of like anger Right. Uh, anger activities. Is this something Bikram endorses? Is Bikram (laughs) yelling, going, hey, hey. During yoga, should I should yeah, I be doing that? Four year old, right? She just she up. barely went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So they and that's so they do the hay thing, and then they have an anger gasm, which yeah. I was actually speaking of our four year old. I feel like that maybe is something that we should be making her do. Anger gasms, yeah. yes. Yeah. Maybe not calling it that. Different terminology. <laughs> maybe we should take her to this woman, to this yoga woman. She's doing it anyway. Yeah. I feel like my entire life 
with our four-year-old is just an anger gasm. One anger gasm after. Either she's having one or I'm having right. one. Well, and then you have her sit in your lap so that your hearts and third eyes align. I don't do that. So, and that, so they do these kind of anger... I, again, I don't even know the term that I want to use here. Yeah, I'm unclear on what this it's style of quite, yoga is. It's not is. yoga. I don't even know if they ever the call it yoga. The sign said yoga out oh, front, okay. yes. I... Again, this is not yoga with which I am familiar, but I'm not a practitioner of the ancient Eastern arts in the way that Jojo and Chase and, are. And then they do y- yab-yum. Yib-yum? Yib-yum. Yib-yum. Yes, yib-yum. Which is they, yab-yum. as Jojo yeah. says, she mounts Chase and they put their hearts together and their third eye should be aligned. Each one's third eye should be aligned and then they just kind of stare at each other, which I will say, I feel like the Bachelor franchise ha- likes dates like this. Right. Like there have been, um, there was one with Chris Souls, and maybe Whitney was on that date, uh, but where they do something kind of very similar. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it makes the people on the date uncomfortable. Although I will say Chase and Jojo don't really seem to have any qualms about just like making it. Right. I was going to say, is that part of the, again, the ancient practice of this particular yoga? I do that when I go to hot yoga. You should not be doing that. You're not supposed (laughs) to be, yeah, you're not, baby, you're not supposed to be making out with the people there. This is something that, uh, you know, Tibetan monks were doing 4,000 years ago, sitting in one another's laps and making out. They go out to dinner. I thought, can I mention one thing real quick before no. we move on? Yeah. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. He has a fairly <laughs> elaborate tattoo. Oh, I didn't see that. And, and she's into it. She's oh, way yeah. into it. A lot so, of the guys have tattoos. Yeah. It was like, it wasn't In a... fact, Chad tells them that they need more tattoos if they're going to be badass. Well, he, um... He has this side tattoo. It's not like a tramp stamp. It's like the whole his whole side. Chase. Chase does. Yeah. yeah. But Jojo, she likes it. She she says he's chiseled and he has the tattoo. Which I don't know if that's something you would like me to get. We can talk about that. Yeah. It's an option. Yes. Okay. But you mentioned dinner. Let's move on. They move on to dinner, and again, something that The Bachelor does a lot is, I mean, and at this point, I think they try to put a surprise, but it never is. After dinner, there's there's a one one more surprise. It's always one more, one final surprise, mm-hmm. and occasionally it has been a musical act that I recognize, but like ninety percent of the time, you're just like, who who is this right. that they have sequestered to perform? And the content, like JoJo and Chase, are thrilled. Well, it's actually, I wanted to speak Charles to this. Kelly. I wanted to speak to this as well because so, do you have to pretend? That you know, or like do what, they like? That's what I always wonder. Yeah. What happens if, because like uh, last season, or I don't know, in one of the seasons there was, there were a couple of country music performers. And like, I don't listen to country. I assume not every contestant on the show follows every, you know, musical genre. Right, exactly, but exactly. But everyone just like dies. They all act like they know exactly who that person is. Right. Well, and there was one last season, it was actually someone that I had heard of, but I had never actually seen it. Now I can't remember he sings that Windows Roll Down song, but he looked like Nick Kroll. So I just assumed I would have been like, oh, Nick Kroll is here <laughs> singing a song for us. I would us. have been way happier. <laughs> but this guy, his name is Charles Kelly. I googled him. He's yeah. from Lady Antebellum, which apparently has dissolved. 
as, oh. a, as a musical and act. So I know them. Right. So okay. so you could. All right. Yeah. So you could pretend well enough. To the be. song had the lyric, "A little wine, you're my tiny dancer," which <laughs> I kind of indeed. just want to make my new Instagram tagline. Do you think that Charles Kelly's lyrics were worse, or that James Taylor's? James Taylor, the Bachelor contestant, uh, were worse. Full confession: I fast forwarded through James Taylor's song. I told Ryan I could not do it. I I can't even. I believe her words were, "I can't even." <laughs> I, I can't even. Well, and that's again. We're watching this show rigorously for you. Nothing, nothing slips past our gaze. All right, though. So we go back from away from Charles Kelly and the right. Tiny Dancer. We're back at the house. There's a group date, and Chad. Uh, pull as I said, he pulls a jubilee. Um, so last yeah. season, jubilee, kind of a Good controversial call. character or contestant. I character say. is fine. Yeah, that's yeah, accurate. That's fine. Yeah, uh, gets in big trouble with the other girls when she jokingly says that she doesn't want to go on the date and acts like, "Does somebody else want to take it?" And the girls get pissed. Chad does the same thing, says that he doesn't even want to go on the date if there's going to be 12 other guys there. And again, like, the guys are pissed. There's no other word for it. It's accurate. Well, and, you know, again, we've talked about this with Chad before. This was def- absolutely less true this week than last. But that is just something that a lot of people say. He just says things more aggressively Yeah, right. Because, of course, do. like, all the time, especially once you start to get further into the uh, season... The guys complain all the time about, oh, I wish I wasn't here on this group date with seven other guys, or the girls do that all the time. I mean, nobody likes being on the group date. Of course you would rather be on the one-on-one. It's a perfectly rational response. Yeah. From a man who... He's a dick. Right. From a man who, even Daniel, Daniel the Canadian, later has to encourage Chad to use logical reasoning sometimes. (laughs) That's how bad it is. Um... So, yeah, and then it gets pretty heated in the house, it right does. there, then and there. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's tense, and this is the part in the episode where you see the guys kind of scheming together in terms of how they're going to expose Chad's true colors, which is never, almost never, a good idea. Though this episode kind of breaks that rule a little bit. Yeah, we'll get it does. there. Yeah, we'll I was there. shocked yeah. when she gave Evan the rose. Yeah, I was I mean usually it has I was the exact blown away. I was, I was blown, blown away. away. I, was I I will say it was the most shocking rose <laughs> rose reveal ever. <laughs> well, and and we'll get there because I want to talk about that in depth in the depth that it deserves, but I will say so one of the th- a couple of things about that initial confrontation with Chad and the other guys. So Chad says at one point I'm not going to change who I am because the other guys are upset with me. This is essentially what assholes say. Like, if there's someone in your life who says that in that way, that's essentially, that's how you know they're like an asshole. I feel like I say that. And you don't say it like Chad does, though. Yeah, but I, 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 I haven't. It, I haven't heard, well, I've never heard you it. say that. It, it's what normal people think, and it's what assholes say. And then I eat a sweet potato. <laughs> you, and you stare at me, and I tell you not to be so much like Hitler. <laughs> I'll also say we may have had, maybe I missed one before, but we got our first not here for the right reasons comment. Alex claims that mm. Chad is not here for the right reasons, so I'm going to call it. We're going to play the not here for the right reasons siren. Uh, they go to a kind of like a theater 
and there is a performance going on on the group date. I thought it might be the vagina monologues. It seemed Alas, like it was the poor man's. It's not 1995. <laughs> <laughs> like it was the poor man's vagina monologues. They're telling true sex stories. And um, Vinny is not amused. Vinny does not want to be there. He says, so the first thing um, that happens when they're they're kind of still figuring out what's going on is that the woman... Um, mimics having an orgasm on stage, to which Vinny says, I've never heard anything like that. I noticed like that, that as well. Yeah, which, which does not bode well if he gets all the way to the fantasy suite. <laughs> he may hear some shocking things in the fantasy suite because JoJo is a physical person, she's told us repeatedly in this episode. Yeah, he, despite being raised in a conservative Christian upbringing. Um, she has, yeah, she says repeatedly in this episode how important physicality is to her. She's worried that she doesn't have enough physical attraction to James Taylor. It comes up a lot. Yeah. Um, she loves so the tattoo. Evan is excited uh, as a erectile dysfunction specialist. He says it's just another day in the office for me. Right. Um, he thinks this is right in his wheelhouse. And I'll also <laughs> mention the um, the story beforehand. I think it was Vinny. Maybe one of the guys said that it was a crazy situation because the woman was talking about, quote, orgasms and studying abroad, which both seem to be treated as equally crazy things. Well, and she also, one of the girls who gives an example, her story, I think it was that same one, involved a drunk frat boy, which maybe it's just me feeling like sensitive to that issue what with the Right, with that Stanford asshole. Swimmer, yeah. And I just read the book Missoula, but I thought, I don't really right. need to hear a true sex tale. Nobody, I don't want to hear anything about a drunk <laughs> frat boy and say, unless he's like falling off of something or, or, or running it's into a, a lifetime wall. movie. Right. Um, producers ask Daniel what his favorite bodily fluid is, to which he replies, poo. Poo is pretty funny. He also, in preparing, so heads up, they all have to tell like their own sex story. And as part of Daniel's prep, they give them like 45 minutes, he's drawing a stick <laughs> figure backstage, which I'm, I'm not entirely sure why he's doing like this. that's you. Oh, that, that's, da- yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, th- that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chad is kind of getting like a little pearl clutchy. He says, yeah. uh, quote, sex is something that you keep to yourself. He's almost like, Kind of aghast at the idea that he would be expected to talk about his past relationships. It's too soon. I mean, it's a little, he's a little Puritan in well, and his this response is, this to this is activity. part of his whole shtick. And I mean, so probably something is deeply wrong with all of these people, but clearly there's something deeply wrong with Chad. Um, and I think this is, there's like a, a weird repressed thing in this whole, like, I'm more mature than the other guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know. Like there's, but and I this also is a think whole different. What he seems to react badly to is the idea that things move more quickly in bachelor world than in regular world. Like, you wouldn't, you probably, well, I mean, maybe some people would, some people would probably love this, but a lot of people would feel uncomfortable if on a first date someone was just like, tell me a weird sex story that you have. Certainly. You know, so I think yeah. that he does, I think that one thing that he reacts to is just the. The timeline of The Bachelor versus how he thinks a relationship should play out in real life. And that's a valid concern, but because it's Chad, it comes across as just like crazy. Well, and so all the other, again, all of the other guys are able to do it. And and apparently do it quite well. So Grant, 
gets yeah, up Grants there. Yeah, Grants was funny. And he kills well. it. Yeah, and just and seems to do what Jojo wants. And I think, again, Chad has a reasonable concern, which is, I don't want to tell an audience full of strangers a sex story. But the way that he reacts... You okay? He burping I'm on. okay. I know. We have <laughs> Robert Durst You're over welcome, here. You're <laughs> listeners. Yeah, Robert Durst over here. Is, yeah. Robert Durst burp a lot? Yeah, at the end when he... Um, no, that wasn't alert. him burping. That was him confessing to a murder. <laughs> well, but the burps were the confession coming out slowly. Um... um Anyways. Let's move forward to what Evan does, Evan, which I yeah. think is a bad idea. It's always bad a idea. bad idea when you bad find idea. yourself like scaming to mm-hmm. oust somebody. And Alex loves it. Alex right. is like which, going like, Alex, nuts if for you it. want somebody to do it so badly, you do it. Right, you need to do it yourself. But so Evan decides that for his, I mean, apparent sex story, <laughs> he's not going to tell a story about sex. He's just going to call Chad out and like for being a, a Roy head. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. To talk about the um, negative side effects of using steroids. I don't know. I just like it doesn't really fit what they're supposed to be doing. Right. And it does as English teachers, we would say that does not fit the prompt. Yeah. That you were given. And it always. I mean, always, always, always seems petty when a contestant decides to do that. Right. Because it seems like they're not concentrating on JoJo. They're concentrating Mm -hmm. on whoever it is in the house that's making their life miserable. So he's more concerned with what Chad is doing and how he can kind of embarrass Chad versus like, hey, tell a funny story and please JoJo. Yeah. Viewers or listeners can't see, but I'm nodding vigorously in agreement right now. Well, so he said beforehand, or somebody, Alex, maybe said, um, this is a ballsy move. It's not a ballsy move. It's also... Somebody does it every season. It's also not a funny story. Like, if it would have been no, funny, yeah. he could have pulled that off. And also, Evan said beforehand, he said the man gloves are going to come out, which to me is not a manly term. I'm not a particularly manly person, but if someone said, like, ooh, the man gloves are coming out, I would not take... I would take that as more um, pathetic than threatening. Well, it also implies that you have to, like, take something out to, like, to be a man. Right. Well... (laughs) You should just have your man gloves on all the time. Right. Well, and Chad, I mean, admittedly, Chad does have man gloves. They're, you know, 400-pound hams attached to his (laughs) wrists, but... um, Anyway, they all continue. Um, Evan does his little spiel about steroids, and as they are... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to Evan... Yeah, there's something that we need to mention. You want to say it together? Yeah. Are we on the same page? We're on the same page. Daniel? Daniel. He's a serial killer, right? I mean... It is like straight out of the fall. His story is that he's tied someone to the bed and he cuts off a lock of their hair. I mean, And he's like, I don't know why I did it. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure he's like sniffing it at home. I mean, this is... He's the real danger here. Like, we know that Chad warrants a security guard around the mansion, but... I mean, Daniel, buddy. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. Evan Evan. acts out his thing. He says, hopefully it will reveal Chad's character. I have on my notes, no in all caps. It never does. It reveals your character. It's not about sex. It doesn't fit the prompt. Chad, um, as he is going down and Evan is coming back up into his seat, there's a little bit of an altercation. Um... Chad appears to grab Evan's shirt. He rips it. And that's kind of that. Jojo asks Evan if he's okay. He says yes. Chad mm-hmm. comes down. He pulls Jojo onto the stage. Again, tries to kiss her. She denies him. 
And that's kind of that. Right, right. And I'll say, seeing Evan's shirt, you can't blame Chad that much. I mean, that polo had it coming. Right. It warranted a rip. No. No go. Mm. Um. <laughs> I'm on fire tonight, folks. <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of jokes that the audience wants, yeah, right? It's a yeah. smart joke for a smart audience. They're going to love it. People are going to like that. They're going to rewind The to boys hear it. head backstage, and you know that it's serious because the camera mode shifts a little bit. Like, it's a little more handheld. Right, because they have to catch the drama yeah. as it unfolds. Yeah. And Chad is pissed and um so is evan he punches chad punches a door yeah and his uh, knuckles are all bloody there's your blood folks daniel tells chad quote you should appreciate some good fun and he also keeps saying you know and it really brings out his canadian accent. yeah and daniel is interesting in this episode because he seems to be switching sides just a little bit or seems to be playing kind of the middle you know because he's sort of chad's wingman i think workout he, buddy. he acknowledges that he is chad's like one friend in the house mm-hmm. but he also yeah you're right i mean he compares chad to hitler later in the episode so they can't be that close right. um they go into date mode just a couple of things that I noted. All the guys are wearing leather jackets. For some reason. I'm not sure why. So is JoJo. Like, was it coordinated? Yep. Right. Did they all bring them from home? Um, Alex says that he's ride or die. Yes. And then Chad... Or I mean, really, the night kind of belongs to Chad versus Evan versus JoJo. So Chad tells JoJo that he feels like everybody here is trying to make him come off like a big jerk. And that they're trying to, quote, test the big guy, which I kind of like. I feel like it makes him sound like just a, like, jolly character right. in the house. The big guy. He, he thinks yeah. of himself as just the big guy. Yeah. I'll also note that much later on they refer to Evan as E-Money. So we can call this kind of the saga of the big guy versus E-Money mm. if we like. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I said to Ryan, I feel like basically Evan is a Rick Moranis type and Chad is every single villain from, from every any, 80s movie. any Rick Moranis yeah. movie. Well, I mean, I said last yeah, week, ahead, I know, I, I tweeted this already and you know who liked it? Pretty Little Liars liked it. So you can deal with it. Um, is that Chad, what Christian liked? N- no, this is another one that Pretty Little Liars <laughs> liked our tweet. Um, George, uh, uh, Evan is the George McFly of the house, and now Chad is the Biff. I mean, the parallels could not be clearer. Yeah, it is. He even Chad even later says that the only thing you would want Evan to do is to mow your lawn mm. or to rake your lawn, which is basically and what Jojo Biff... kind of looks like. Uh, what's her face? Caroline in the city. Oh, there you go. See, it's all, it's just a what's big Back name? to the Future parallel. Um, what is? Oh it? no! Oh no! Leah something. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Boom. <laughs> there you go, folks. Between um, the two of us, we have fully functioning <laughs> pop culture knowledge. Evan gives an ultimatum. Oh, well, so first of all, Chad threatens him and tells him, among other things, stop trying to work out while I'm working out. <laughs> stop trying to cook while I'm cooking. And I will say, so I am on Evan's side. I do think that Evan seems to be kind of exacerbating the situation. Yes. Like, if he could just Correct. let sleeping dogs lie, I, I do think that Chad would probably leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Chad doesn't seem to be instigating a lot of it at this point. Well, um, that's, that's the thing is, E-Money does need to calm down. Like, that's Chad is the same as every other person like this, is if you just literally ignore Chad, 
Like you're you're feeding him. I right. mean, if he said, oh, "I want to go on this date," and everyone just said, "Well, I'm excited. Let's all go lift weights," <laughs> like then that would be the end of it, and Chad would go, you know, strap a suitcase to himself. Um, he also said, Chad also said that if he couldn't lift weights, that he was going to murder someone. Um, so that's that's healthy. Well, and I mean, again, back to the kind of Evan Chad, um, I don't know dynamic. I really, I mean, I am not this person who is attracted to, attracted to hyper masculinity. Like, clearly, I, yeah, I'm just, clearly, <laughs> married yeah. you. But I do think, I mean, this makes me sound like such a bad person. Ooh, let's hear it. I just, I think that Evan is being a little wussy. Like, well, back off and just. The ultimatum with JoJo, I actually wrote that the ultimatum for JoJo was emotional blackmail. Yeah, and that JoJo should have sent him home. Yeah, JoJo should have sent him home, and that's what I thought was going to happen with the um, when she started the speech was saying, you know, I'm going to start by saying I like you. I feel like I've heard that speech, you know, 25 times in my life. I'm going to start by saying I like you, but and then of course this went a totally different direction. But no, honestly, to be perfectly clear. I think what JoJo should have done was just sent them both home immediately. I, yeah. Because, I mean, let's be frank. JoJo is not picking Evan at the end of this. Right. JoJo's not picking Chad. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I could see it being a situation where she could just say that she appreciated Evan and his input, but sent him home. Right. I mean, she should have just given the rose to, like, Grant or something. Right. Um. Well, I just, it's a bad, he put her in a bad position. Yeah, it was a bad move. Well, and I'll also... not even in the fantasy suite. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'll say, like, she actually is handling Chad really well, though. Um, I'll she's say, like, she's him. not taking shit from him. And when he tries to interrupt, she sends him away. When he was really rude and disrespectful, she shut him down. And rarely, <laughs> this is another way that this episode is different than a lot of them. You know, there's there's always the one character that nobody likes, and they're like, oh, their true colors are going to come out, and their true colors never come out. I actually do think that his true colors came out. Yeah, and JoJo is pissed. Yeah. Like, I think JoJo is not at all in the dark about why the guys don't like Chad. And I think that she's probably right in what she says when she says, you know, I see a different side of you and you're sensitive and you're open with me. And then I, like, I think that she also sees what the guys are talking about. Um, and I, I mean, can I just say too, and I'm like, Evan, I don't know. He seems, he seemed a little like schmarmy when he was like, oh, boys, daddy made out with Jojo. Oh, yeah. Like, that's Ugh. weird to me. That's weird. I don't Ugh. like it. Yeah. I don't like Chad, but... I am not a fan of Evan at this point either. No, I agree. And Evan is a little punchable. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, and the the, well, the other thing, though, that you see, you see Chad making all those asshole comments about all the other candidates, like, oh, I bet you're asking her about her goals and her past. Like, I mean, that's just being a dick, right? Um, when he's doing that about all the other guys, right? So... JoJo gives Evan the rose. Chad asks... Shocking, really. Is yeah. this real? Is this a real scenario right now? And then JoJo, as you said, just kind of shuts it down. Yeah. Says, don't He's, be disrespectful. He said, you're actually right now vibing this dude. 
And then, which, I mean, frankly, is my thought on Evan, right. too. Like, really, She's JoJo? She's not vibing Really, this JoJo, dude. you're going to marry yeah. a single dad with three boys who's an erectile dysfunction specialist? Okay, JoJo. Um, it, it could be. It could be When love. we wake up the next day in the mansion, there is a security guard watching Chad sleep. Which we were saying, I'm not really sure how that happened. Did the guys request it? Did Evan request it specifically? Is there just always security and they're right. like, because I feel like that could also happen, sure. that it's always there they and just they're never editing it. And, yeah. yeah. It's almost like these producers are a little tricky in the way they film and edit things. Almost. Almost. Um, yeah, no, that was unclear. And it also was unclear, like, I mean, I'm sure the security is capable and everything, but it looked kind of like mall security. Like, I don't know what those guys are going to do. If Chad goes Paul nuts, Blart. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paul Blart Mall, mall cop, cop and Seth Rogen's Mall Cop, <laughs> right together trying to stop a two hundred seventy-five pound muscle Chad. Um, yeah, but the security guard is there and walking around, and also sort of awkwardly for no good reason walks straight between Daniel and Chad <laughs> while they're talking about the presence of the security guard. So James Taylor gets to go on a one-on-one. Uh, it seems like she likes him. The one thing that she brings up a couple of times is that she's not sure if they're more in the friend zone. Um, they learn how to swing dance. I have in my notes that he reminded me of John C. Riley in Chicago. Yeah. I don't know if that's a Mr. compliment. Mr. Cellophane. Yes. Yeah. It's not a compliment. No, I don't think so. Though, though the 92-year-old woman did say that they had great body chemistry. So at least one person feels like they knows. could step out of the friend zone. Um, we are juggling again. So JoJo is interested in seeing again if they can be more than friends they have like kind of a flash mobby type mm-hmm. thing flash mob swing dancing yeah but yeah. kind of not like it's also just set up it right. kind of seems like a disney world set or something and then we flash back to the mansion where chad is eating a sweet potato right. as we've referenced right. a couple of times it's worth mentioning again though daniel says let's pretend you're hitler <laughs> And to his credit, Chad immediately says, let's not. And then Daniel says, let's just say you're Hitler. And Chad says, let's not say that. And then Chad, or uh, Daniel says, well, let's pretend you're Trump. Which I can guarantee you that Chad is a Trump supporter. Today, I'm very proud of myself. Well, I, Let's be I clear. actually really make like America that, that great there's again. like there's Hitler, and then right. it's like take it a step down. That's it's Trump. Trump. That's the next. <laughs> well, apparently it goes it goes Hitler, Mussolini, Trump. That's the full spectrum. But then below Trump is Bush, right? Of human unpopularity, and mm-hmm. it's not it's not that he's evil. The problem is not that he's evil; it's that he's unpopular. It would be like being friends with Hitler, and you'd have to explain why you were friends right. with Hitler or Mussolini. Right? That's the awkward situation that Daniel's in. <laughs> Not that he's friends with an evil person, but that just people don't like Chad that much, and he's getting sucked into the negativity. And by the way, I have this hair that I cut off this girl one time. <laughs> right, the real Hitler in the room is Daniel. I mean, let's face it. Um, we go back to James, where he says, I thought pretty like sympathetically that he doesn't see himself as an attractive Ooh, guy. No, he, oh, no, I thought it was oh, sweet. Cause no, he, it's, not, it's a bad move. It's a bad move. 
They made out for like five minutes. I mean, that's probably edited, first of all, but that's it's not a good play. I don't think it's a good play. I don't think it's a good play to show that kind of insecurity. No, he was saying that he like meets a pretty girl, but then he automatically thinks like you'd be perfect for my friend. I thought that it was a sympathetic way to explain why you haven't had good relationships. I just, I, I mean, I get, and certainly I've, I feel the same way. I understand where James is coming from, but um, I just don't think that that, I think it was a little too lacking in confidence and a little too being down on yourself. Um, and I think that he could have played it a little bit differently. Um, you liked it. Hey, I mean, obviously you're the expert here in what, um, what plays with women. Oh, obviously. Well, I mean, more than me. So, <laughs> but I, I did not think that that was a good move. I mean, it worked out for him. We'll see how it plays in the long run. And we do, we both kind of see James going. Oh, I of, think he, I, again, not having read spoilers, I would guess top three. Okay. Okay. And I mean, on almost only based on the attention that they've given him. Sure. You can sure. usually tell just mm-hmm. by who they're giving. Right, who they're highlighting. Mm-hmm. Right, as opposed to, I mean, some like Jordan, as we've talked about before, again, really wasn't, he really killed it in the little bit of one-on-one time he got on that date, but we've barely seen him. I would have guessed that he would have been big-time front-runner contender, um, but uh, we've hardly heard anything from him. We go back to the mansion where Chad is lifting a comically large barbell, like... Just, I mean, it's huge. It is huge. Well, and you can see... Oh, and can I also just note that after he ate that sweet potato, he ate that random romaine. Did you already say that? No. That was no, just we really strange. Like, that. he's just, like, chewing just on romaine lettuce. lettuce. Yeah. I, imagine, I imagine that Chad is paleo. I'm going to go out on a limb. And some of my best friends are paleo, so it's no big deal. No, they're not. I'm going <laughs> to go out on a limb and, and guess that he's paleo. Um, and also, you can see individual veins in Chad's body bulging out. Uh, although I enjoyed Chad's point, and I think he's right that he couldn't bring steroids into the mansion. Well, but what I so this this happens later when um, Chris Harrison confronts Chad. We'll get to that. But Chad says, you know, there's no way I could have brought in. That's we we <laughs> subtitle everything because we're old. we're old. There's no way I could have brought in steroids with me. And it really seemed like he had thought about it. Like, it wasn't sort of like, I couldn't have brought like, steroids. Like, can I? Right. No. Like, he had thought about the ins and outs of the ways that he could have brought in steroids with him and realized that he could not. Um, and that's kind of what it comes to. Evan approaches Chris Harrison about Chad, which, again, I feel like, back off, dude. Like, right. That's too much. Yeah. I mean... He, I understand you don't feel safe, but secure it. Paul Blart <laughs> is in the house now. You're fine, and you know, right? Like you're fine. You know that Chad isn't going to kill you in your sleep, right? Probably, right? Well, and <laughs> probably Daniel might kill you in your sleep, but that's a different <laughs> no, story. He'll just cut off some of your hair. Well, and the other thing is, a lot of the times when we're at this point in the season, the contestants really are concerned that the villain isn't going to show their true colors. Like Ch- Chad is going to hang himself right. by I his feel own like rope. Clearly, I mean, Jojo is going to cut him at right. the next rose ceremony. Right. Or very soon thereafter. I mean, there's no way this there guy There was is no need far. for Evan right. to approach Chris Harrison. And it's, even, it's like telling the, I don't know, telling the principal on, I don't know. Well, but after they've been, after they've been handled. And that's, he already had a rose, as people pointed out. He doesn't right. need to, 
he doesn't need to do this. Mm-mm. Yeah, George McFly needs to calm down. Um, all of the guys are wearing weird necklaces, which yes. I think just needs to be noted because I feel like maybe they've formed some sort of a cult. It's part of their song. We didn't see them rehearsing <laughs> their songs anymore this time. And then, so Evan approaches Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison approaches Chad and tells Chad to think about approaching Evan in a way that will be, quote, well-received. And Chad says, soft. As in, like, and it kind of implies that that's what he's go- that he's going to approach Evan in a soft way. Um, and then we kind of end the episode with Chad <laughs> threatening physical violence and saying that he is going to cut off everyone's arms and legs, right? So that there are just a bunch of torsos in the pool, right? And yeah, and then he's going to throw them in the pool. Yes, and he's also like. A little bit domestic violency to Jojo when he says, I don't want to see Jojo in a bikini. I would rather the guys not see her. Like, he's very, he's got a weird ownership thing. It's very, it's very Sharia law, right? I'm not, I don't want uh, her, you know, flaunting, flaunting anything for the other guys. Yeah, and it was was phrasing in weird logic. You know, Daniel had told her to, um, Use or Daniel had told him to use logical reasoning, but he doesn't here. He says, I'd rather not her be in a bathing suit so guys couldn't see her in a bathing suit. You can tell what she looks like in a bathing suit, anyways, under her dress. So basically, he has deduced what her nude body looks like, which by... might just look like that stick figure that Daniel drew. <laughs> True. That's right, that's what Daniel circle. was drawing. Yes, yeah, so and then it was to be continued. So, folks, we will be back. Tomorrow night. Yeah, we're, we're doing record it. again. It's so, a twofer. So this podcast is also to be continued. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>